All right. So today my guest is Jeff Latham. Jeff is a real estate investor with over 20 years in real estate investing. He's sold over, you know, a thousand homes. He fixes and flips, uh, builds homes, invests in homes, anything in real estate. He's become quite the expert. This man is beyond all that. And most importantly, a husband, a father of three, and he's joining us from his beautiful compound, TBD. It's 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 a secret spot. Nobody's allowed to know where he's at. But I've seen pictures of it. It's amazing, uh, brother. Thanks for joining us here. Um, and what I wanted to do today was pick your brain on how badly you messed up in marketing when you started this, and what your biggest tips and tricks and pointers are these days. Oh boy, I love it. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, buddy. So let's just jump into it, man. When uh, when you first started marketing, um, and, and I'm and I'm mo most looking at online because that's kind of where the world is going. I'm not looking for newspaper ads or any of that kind of stuff. Just online marketing. What did you do in the beginning, and what mistakes did you find? And here's my reason I ask you the mistakes because I noticed you got a little bit of this on your chin if you grew it out a little bit more, right? And what I tell people is see all these. You need to find somebody that's got these because these are mistakes. And uh, the more they have on their chin, the 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 more lessons you can learn. So you can, uh, you know, wait a few more years before you start growing them yourself. So let's yes. start with, uh, you know, where, where, what you learned from your mistakes first and, and how you got to where you are now. Um, Wisdom whiskers, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Boy, well, I mean, yeah, marketing, I mean, before the internet was a thing, I mean, I would market on billboards right and wow. one one of my first coaches was craig proctor and he was a dan kennedy student and uh he did a lot of marketing so we did do you know newspaper ads billboards all kinds of stuff like that and i can tell you one of my mistakes i had a billboard back in like 2008 maybe 2010 when the market that was probably 10 ish market was collapsing or already collapsed and my billboard said your home sold in 111 days or I'll sell it for free. <laughs> and then I had the URL 111daysale.com. Now, if I look back at that, that's a long time it takes to sell a home. One, two, there was no call to action or phone number, right? <laughs> and so one thing about marketing is there's a formula. It has to be so simple that a five-year-old can understand it. Here's who mm -hmm. I am, here's what I do, and here's what I, or here's who I am, here's how I can help you, and here's what I want you to do next. And just a little distinction of like people put their phone numbers on billboards, but they, if they don't put call in front of it, there's a significant dropout rate of people reaching out to you. Wow. So okay. all hinge. Uh, as we transition into the online space, for my line of work, for real estate, a lot of people run pay-per-click ads. They run... Um, they push people to a website and then the people have to go through the website and through the funnel in order to um, sign up. And then you got to chase them down. And I think you and I have had a coach in common, um, Garrett, right? Yep. And, and I think he's probably the best marketer on the planet. And one thing he said that really stuck out is you're a marketer, you're a leader, and you're a closer. I don't know if it's in that order whatnot but like marketing is foundational to every business if you could start any business if you're a good marketer that's what i uh you know i'm working on with my my son and he's getting more into the marketing piece of our business now 
And if, if we can all teach our children how to mark, be marketers, doesn't matter where technology ships, doesn't matter what the economy is, they're all going to be fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even with our spouses or we're always marketing. Right. Uh, and it's just, it's interesting because if you look at what Garrett's done or what social media has done, the most effective marketing is video. Mm -hmm. And I, I watch, you're very good at this and, um, I do it not enough, but when I do videos, I speak directly to that little camera right there. Right. And I speak my truth and I tell people to reach out to me. And when they do, there's no conversion. They know who I am because they've seen the microfacial expressions, the body language, the tonality, and they can just see I'm a real person and not some polo suit tie wearing realtor at the country club that's trying to sell you some shit. It's like, if we like each other, we can do business together. But from there, they've watched my videos and then they've probably investigated and, and done some background research on me and they've decided, Oh, this is a normal person. And, uh, it's an easy conversion. The volume of leads is lower, but the conversion is at my will, at my desire, whether or not I choose to work with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. I feel like, yeah, I believe if people know you, and especially if you can get somebody to refer you, and kind of when you get on this marketing, like you, you say, when I'm doing those videos, they feel like they know you through the video. And, and in a way they do. I, I'm, you know me, when I do my videos, I'm fully authentic. I mean, I'll drop, I'll be dropping the language. I'll be talking about divorce and sex and, and, and all the dirty things. And I just believe that, Hey, we're, we're all imperfect human beings. And yep. if, um, and if I'm out there sharing my flaws, then they can trust you. You're not a bullshit artist. And so I love the, I love the live videos. I love the camera and the authenticity of it because people will just go, this guy's real. He's not perfect. You know, and that's what Garrett brought. Yeah. Yeah. He's very successful with it. It's real, raw, and relevant. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably the most effective and underused um, tool in marketing. And a lot of people don't do it because it's easy not to do, or they're scared of finding the right words or looking perfect or whatever it may be, you know? And it's I know that when I started doing it like three years ago, mm -hmm. I sucked. <laughs> it was awful. A lot of, um, er, uh, ooh, uh, I, I do some takes on it and trying to jot down my notes to the point now where I just speak from the heart, let it flow through me. Most of them are just when I'm walking Yeah, and, and it's just, boom, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. I'm sharing and, and it, it's real and raw, right? They're great. I watch them. I love them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. And I, I don't think you can get that across on a click funnel or a click link or a ad because you just have such a weak form of communication with uh, text. Right? right. Right. And what's also great is none of our competitors will do it. Because it's, I mean, it's still challenging for me. Just like, oh, I'll get to it later. I'll do that tomorrow. I mean, I have this damn video. Meaning to shoot for the last three weeks, I've just been putting it off because I've been doing other things, and I will do it after this call because I know it'll yield me, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. All right. So, just, what time are you going to have that video done, brother? 
I'll have it done an hour after our call. An hour after your call, then you need to text me. And if you don't, I'm going to broadcast the whole thing that Jeff Latham is a fucking coward. (laughs) (laughs) You got an hour, bro. (laughs) Accountability. So let's get back, let's get back to your marketing. So now, now you're marketing online, right? Yeah, I have been for a long time. And Um, is it paid advertising? Yeah. Yeah. And then what Uh, platforms um, do you use and and what's working and what's not working? Well, if you're run, like walk, walk on a, down an airplane aisle, right. And look, you'll see, uh, everybody's on their phone and they're primarily all on Facebook. That's where all the eyeballs are. So, um, that's where I'm at primarily. Okay. In their news feeds, just shoot videos and I'll boost posts. So, so you do uh, post boosts and do you do actual, is that the only way you do it? Or do you, do you run uh, real ads, live ads too? So my understanding there, what we've learned on our end is there's a difference between boosting a post and creating a whole ad. You know, boost worked the best for me. Sorry, okay. I just uh, You're good. I had to stand right here and grab my pistol. I, I might have a bear down there. I got to shoot, which will make this video even better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my we got coyotes out here and, and bears and stuff. So my dogs alert me to them, and I get a. This, this is going to be amazing, and um, it's either going to scare everybody in the group off from following us anymore, or it's the users are going to go up like a thousand fold. <laughs> it's, you can see my German Shepherd's right there. My pit bull's down there rooting something out. Yeah. Our eye on it. But anyway, if I see something, I'll let you know. Um, so when you do it, you run a Facebook ad. How much money are you putting into it? And what do you what kind of return are you getting? I'm boosting them on the weekends because that's when I get responses, right? And you know, sometimes I'll put five hundred at it, sometimes I'll throw a thousand dollars at it. And then I just kind of see what happens. You know, there's a predictable algorithm. I know you can get pretty tight with the targeting and stuff and um pixels and all that get deep into the details but i just try to put my videos in front of as many people as possible so i get that omnipresence you know but isn't your region um uh, up in the northwest somewhere yeah it is and if you just do a boost on your post does that go all over the world or is that or can you boost a post just for your region i'll pull a 35 mile radius in my region okay and just yeah yeah and then you know, I just get my videos in front of so many people that you have that omnipresence where I remember one time we were shopping for cars, dude, the car dealership knew me, you know, two cities over somehow because he's watched all my videos. And then uh, like the restaurant, another guy's like, oh, you're that guy on Facebook because I just run my videos in front of so many people. Um, they just know me as the real estate guy that'll buy your home, sell your home help you buy a home, fix your home, build your home, whatever it may be, that one-stop shop, right? What do you find the length of your videos are that you're bo- boosting? That's what I do, yeah. Now, what what kind of length? Do you, do you try and cut it off after a minute? I try, and, I try and get it inside of a minute, 30 seconds, ideally. But I've also toyed with, you know, 
videos that are a little bit longer that are two minutes or three minutes and I tell the stories right of people we've helped so people can see their story inside of the story and say okay um, for example like some people need to sell a home and they got to buy another home they don't want to be homeless right right and I tell a story about a gal's home that I bought she had her cash in a competitive market so she was ready to jump on another home and not have to fight it you know for it and write a contingent offer because her home was already sold and she was able to stay there until she bought her new home. And so if people can see their story inside of the story, they can relate, right? Mm-hmm. It's longer. Okay. So if I'm, if I'm a young entrepreneur and I'm just starting out, what would be, what would be your advice? Um, what should I try first? Well, I mean, if you're a young entrepreneur, I would, I would see... I would seek an expert in the area that you want to be in, right? If it's real mm-hmm. estate, not there. If it's um, loans, I'd find the best mortgage person out there, and I go learn from them first, right? So I love this concept, and, and the concept that you're touching on is something that I learned from the guy in the picture behind me. Um, And that's basically this, if you want to achieve something that's already been achieved, find somebody that's already done it and model them and turn their decades of experience into years or even months for yourself. It's a a legitimate time machine. Right. So where Jeff has 20 years in real estate and um, has 20 years of trial and error and mistakes, and I'm sure you've c- hooked into some mentors as well. I mean, I know we were in, in the plat group with Tony as well, right? Um, uh, we we would recommend <laughs> finding somebody. If you're in real estate, for example, find somebody like Jeff. Reach out and get him to mentor you. And it will be painful. Here's what I want some of the younger people to understand. It's going to be painful to you because you're going to go, I've got to pay this guy a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, whatever the number is, uh, for mentorship. Yes, you do. And guess what? Um, it will collapse time for you if you find the right person. Now there are some imp- imposters out there, right? So they are. Uh, my suggestion is don't find the. This is this is me. Don't find the twenty something who's an expert marketer putting themselves forward as an, as uh, an expert in a given field, find, find the 40 something guy or, or older who actually has the battle scars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, I spent, I've spent over half a million dollars in personal development. Um, I mean, shoot, what was platinum partnership? 75 grand, 75 grand. Plus we had, 15 grand for each one of the private events plus travel. I think my, my year as a plat, I came up with about $150,000 is what one year. one year. Yep. So I'm with you on that personal development. I don't, I'm not quite to that number, but I'm North of 300,000 and I don't know what the overall, but just in the last six years or so it's 300,000. Yeah. yeah. A little over 300. Yeah. And, and it, it's more than paid for itself easily. I mean, I'll tell you just having a mentor and, 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 and picking up things like most people or companies fail, not from a lack of 
resources, they fail from a lack of resourcefulness. And mm. this is off the marketing gig a little bit, but it goes to why you need to find a mentor. Okay. So that nugget that I just, that I just shared, uh, people failing from a lack of resource resourcefulness, not from a lack of resources also came from my time with Tony. And I came downstairs. I had a manufacturing company at the time in Oregon and I came downstairs and my sales manager and my ops man, my sales manager and my outside salesman were arguing about something. And the outside guy had brought forth this order that was going to be a repetitive order um, where we had to make tens of thousands of stainless steel trays that you'll see inside the grocery stores and the meat section. Mm -hmm. And we are a custom shop. And we had tried to do things where we would do production runs and the margins never panned out. Funny that I'm saying that panned out since we're making talking pans here. <laughs> And they were arguing about it, but there were so many of them. And I just got through talking with, with uh, Tony and, and I went, okay. I told the sales manager, why don't you call this big fabrication company that's in a rural part of Oregon down the highway? Why don't you call them and run the order by them and see, because my outside guy knew the price point we had to be at and see if there's any margin in it. That one phone call turned into a $1.2 million order that we made 26% on. And all we had to do was offload stuff off of company A's truck, put it on our truck and deliver it to Seattle. Wow. So this is the wow. pow power of personal development, putting yourself into proximity with people who've been there, done that. Because yeah. it straight broke a rule that I said, hey, we're a custom shop. And then it also just one last thing. It just broadened my mind to go, yeah, we'll do the custom stuff here, but how about production stuff? We outsource it and become the sales company, the marketing company. It's beautiful. You know, it's, you're just hacking the matrix, right? You're finding the cheat codes in the matrix. Have you played Mike Tyson's punch out? Yeah. As a kid, I, I broke many remote controls, sm smashing yeah. them onto the ground when, but I couldn't beat Mike. <laughs> right. So you remember like up, down, left, right, A, B, B, A, start, select. I don't know if that was, was that, was that to beat Glass Jaw Joe, Big Hippo, one of the guys, the cheat code. Right. And it just like jumped you to that next level. Mm. In our lives here, we have cheat codes. And you just found one there, right? Right. Just as I, on like the Columbia River, um, there's a, uh, lots for sale on the Columbia river and we're buying them because I can see what we can buy them at and I can see what we, how much it costs us to build them. And then I can see the massive margin and then I could see that five years or 10 years down the road, the significant margin, right? right? Because waterfront property is very desirable. And they're not making more of it. So I know this, we started out talking about marketing on this, but I want to go to Jeff, um, and do you have a, did you have a marketing mentor? Well, or, or if not a mentor, somebody that you've uh, studied and used some of their techniques. Well, my first coach, of course, was Craig Proctor. And that was after getting my ass kicked in real estate because, you know, from 2000 to 2008, it was easy. Right. And so I hired him around 2010. 
and he was a marketing coach and that's where I really learned to market but he's a student of the great Dan Kennedy which is where they all kind of most of the marketers came from is you know Dan Kennedy and um, those guys right the gurus right. Um, in real estate my business especially is prospect based so they're out door knocking cold calling doing all that painful horse shit and i prefer to do reverse prospecting where i market and then people reach out to me so much easier right you know, what you pursue eludes you and, and if you just position yourself as the authority and to help <clears throat> people mm-hmm. on equal way but like the i'm the guy that can help you get here right and and right. genuinely like i love how you're just like speaking straight from your heart then people reach out to you and it's just so simple. Yep. It's effortless. And the other way, the way most people do it, where they're handing out business cards, taking people to lunch in my line of work, door knocking, cold calling, it's not sustainable and it's painful. Like there's no there's no fucking way you catch me doing that stuff. Yeah. You know, when I was in the manufacturing business and it was custom, there was such a small niche of we sold restaurant and kitchen equipment. So for, for the most part, we needed the help of these half a dozen kitchen equipment contractors to sell, to sell our stuff. So we were the manufacturer and they, they sold our, our custom goods. Um, and that was not marketing. That was a sales-based business, right? And we would dabble in some marketing, trying to go uh, B to C to do stainless steel countertops for, kit, for somebody's home or something. There's not a big need for stainless steel countertops in homes. There's, you know, some people trying to do this space age stuff and stainless steel. If you've ever seen a stainless steel countertop or it looks a be- same thing with a sink. They look so beautiful when you first put it in. And this yeah. first time you drag a plate across it, it's like, uh, and, and the, and women hate it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you've got to scratch the hell out of that thing up. Uh, and it takes a year for it to, to get that um that fully finished look but it looks like they when you put in a countertop it looks like a brand new refrigerator the long streaks and but yeah. it will not stay that way <laughs> so right. we learned that we can try and market that all you want but it's still um it's not the homeowner that's doing it it's the architect that's doing it and so mm-hmm. for us it became a, it was a really a relationship based business where you know um what you're doing yeah, you can you can market that and reach the masses, and all you need if you're putting out five hundred or a thousand dollars, all you need is one person, and you only need one person today, right? You need one person a quarter um, to break to make money off of that. So, um, yeah, Jeff, you have any parting shots you want to share us with? Mm. Leave us with, I should say. Uh, well. I think consistency is important and really like, I mean, marketing is just like for a business, it's foundational. Like if, if you don't know how to market, it's going to be a tough go with business because it gives you consistency. Right. Yep. And then the other thing is, I think, you know, we, we briefly touched on it, but the cheat codes, they're out there, whether it's hiring a coach or thinking outside the box or becoming resourceful, there's just, there's ways to hack the system and when you figure that out it allows you to make more money which then gives you 
the ability to have more time and freedom to wake up when you wake up and do what you want whenever you want. Right. What I find is that um, it's pretty rare. It doesn't, it, it won't say never, but it's pretty rare for somebody to just start a business and now they're a multimillionaire, right? You, it takes you a while to become that expert, number one. And then most people stop just two feet short of the gold, right? They go, oh, this is too hard. I'm going to get a job, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's why there's, it feels like, oh, the American dream's gone or whatever. No, it's just people, we've become soft. Good times created soft people and people get soft and they give up before, before they, they've hit the gold. And so what, what I say is um, it's when you have a couple years and you've created your expertise and then an opportunity comes that you didn't see, but because you've become the expert, you can see that cheat code. I have a client of mine right now that um, he's in this space for doing neural feedback and mm. he's, he's making a good living. And all of a sudden he was talking to the rep that sells the equipment and I'm not going to give it away, but he saw this opportunity. It was an adjacent space that he hadn't attacked before and it's a cheat code and his revenue is literally going to go from about 25,000 a month to 250,000 a month. Yeah. And, and he's got to bust his ass for about 90 to 180 days to get it all running. And then he's going to go back into the operator mode of, of working like four to 12 hours a week uh, running his business. Right. Awesome. So it's where expertise meets opportunity. And I'm just going to say for the young, younger people out there, don't give up don't give up if it's your purpose and it's your dream it's gonna be hard it's purposely hard because it weeds out the weak yeah there are no overnight successes i won't say no because there are some kids out there that bit it that got into bitcoin and if they got out a year ago they're pretty happy but if they stayed in baby that titanic's going down pretty hard right now yeah there's always <laughs> there's always the uh the anomaly i guess yeah Hey, man, thanks for your time. Um, it's good catching up with you. And uh, best wishes um, for this uh, weathering the storm, I guess, if you will, with the, the crappy interest rates and everything that's going on. But um, what I know about you is uh, there's no there's you're full of fight. And uh, and now that you've got some of the gray, um, you position yourself to be a winner. And, uh, you know, just thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having us. Uh